Welcome, anxious humans. I'm Stacey Sorgen, and this is the Anxious Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you are a warrior, an overthinker, someone who plans for every option and iteration of life, you are in the right place. In each episode, we'll explore what makes us unique, weird, and awesome, and how it might be exactly what helps us succeed as entrepreneurs. What if our so-called flaw is actually a tremendous gift and attribute? Let's dig deeper. It's nice to meet you. Hello, anxious entrepreneurs. Today's guest is doing some really incredible things out in the world. And I'm excited for you to meet her um, and potentially to have the ability to work with her. Um, her name is Christina Johnson, and she is a stock mar- market strategist. A few years ago, she decided she wanted more time to do the things that she wanted to in life and knew that investing was her only way out of the hustle and struggle of her corporate schedule. So she took serious action and invested in the best coaches, learned the fundamentals, charted analysis, did all the technical analysis, and used her 14 years of experience as a business coach and analyst to develop her special sauce for the stock market, a stable strategy to earn great returns from low cost trading. She's worked in finance industry for over 14 years as a coach and trainer and business analyst. And she has a master's degree in business administration, health service administration, and technical informatics. She's trained with the best. She's trained with Dion Pouncil, Dominique Broadway, Terry Idioma. And in her program, Trading Made Simple, she helps you learn how to grow your income with low-cost stock trading. I have never heard of this before, and I'm so excited to talk a little bit more about it. She believes that you don't need to sacrifice money you don't have, skip important expenses, or go into debt to make impressive returns on stock investments. Trading Made Simple is her three-month digital program to take you from stock market beginner to expert within the span of three months. Her course is set up to help you start trading right away with safe, real-world strategies you can implement in your portfolio right away. Christina doesn't play around. (laughs) She offers a ton of other services too, but she's here to help and ready to lead you to your financial success path. I'm so excited for you to meet Christina Johnson. Let's dive in. I'm so excited for y'all to meet Christina Johnson, who is here with me today. I, I'm just so excited and delighted that you are here. Thank you so much, Christina, for taking the time to be here. I would love everyone to meet you. So could you please introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and what you do. Oh, absolutely. Well, the pleasure is all mine. And I'm Christina Johnson. I am a stock market strategist. And so basically what I do is help newbies become a beginner to an expert with the stock market. I help you um, understand the stock market in general, plus become very um, financial literate regarding how the stock market um, impacts you, what it can do as benefits and um, how you can utilize it to make daily income, if you will. And so um, I get a lot of pleasure out out of helping so many ones. and, And that's basically what I do. Oh my gosh, this is this is such a, t- a hot topic, I think, because I don't know about any female identified people who may be listening right now, but when I was raised, we were raised to think that the stock market was incredibly difficult and confusing and it wasn't for us. So I'm kind of curious, like where did you where did you get the <laughs> the the mission or the passion or the you know the drive to do this work for these people well it was it's actually it was a process and i like to call it little whispers that i heard here and there but it was it was a process so um just like many i started off in corporate america and that start wasn't actually easy um i always wanted to help people. So um, from graduating from college and going straight into the real world, I really thought, you know, I'm going to get an awesome job. Everything's going to be great. But that wasn't the case. Um, I actually landed the lowest position in the company and had to work my way all the way up. And there was so many challenges, but each challenge kind of was a whisper. It was it was telling me there's something a little bit more 
And I was never fulfilled doing that particular role because I wanted to help other people. So just to kind of speed up so I don't bore the listeners too much. Oh, you want it all. <laughs> Feel free to dig in as much as you want to, because this is re- seriously fascinating to me. Oh, thank, thank you. you for being here talking about it. I remember um, part of my, I call it a journey, part of my journey when I had the first whisper was probably when I started off in my company as just a, a, a regular entry level job. And I had so much knowledge. Like I said, I had just graduated from college. I I was new to the area, to Florida, and I I knew I had so much to offer. But everywhere I went, as far as my manager, supervisor, um, any any other associate that was a little higher up, I kind of got slammed down. No, no, this position is not for you. No, you don't know enough. It was always a no. So I, I started to have the challenge of how do I become better to get noticed first? And then when I did accomplish how to become better and get noticed, it was more about how can I help others? So when I started to just kind of basically slowly climb up um, through different positions throughout the whole company, I eventually became a um, business coach or business trainer. Now, this was an awesome role because it it basically entailed a whole lot of uh, traveling. And um, I would travel from New York, Manhattan, Manhattan, New York, to Chicago, to Nashville, to Honolulu, just all over the place. And when I was at these locations, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun, but it was so much work, so much stinking work. Let me tell you, I was responsible for setting up the whole facility, ensuring all the PCs were there and laid out and I had to create all the training modules, plus facilitate them, plus make the action plans and so on. So it was always just so much work to where even though I was in a great location traveling, I didn't feel like it because I was the one (laughs) doing all the work. You were never outside the conference room. Yeah, not much, not much. But the one thing that really kind of stemmed the second whisper I call kind of stemmed about was um, every time I would facilitate and train. Um, of course, I, I love helping people. So it was exciting seeing someone blossom, having no knowledge of something and, and slowly in front of my eyes in a matter of a couple of weeks to a month, becoming the expert subject matter for whatever I was training them on. Because these were associates. Some of them were entry level. Some of them was uh, um, managers in different roles or, you know, different directors. So they're. The what I had to train on was vast. It wasn't just a one type of associate and that's it. So after picking their brains and talking to them and, and learning the different ways that they learn as individuals and as a group, um, I started to really get to understand them. And that sense of help started to nudge me a little bit more. So um, I recall the first time I call them coffee and lunch breaks. So I recall after we did the facilitating, I did the business coaching. It's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Let's go and have dinner, do X, Y and Z. And I started picking their brains and helping them kind of map out their career goals. What do you want to do? What do you see yourself? Um, How what are where are you financially? How can you become financially independent? So all this really stemmed for me starting off as a business coach for corporate America (laughs) and then seeing that. They were just like me. They wanted something more, but they didn't have the right person in front of them to give them that injection of hope and that injection to get past that stumbling block. So I started just to create that space um, outside of working hours with different associates. Wow. So (laughs) when was it that you made the jump for yourself from being in corporate America to having your own business? And what was it like to bridge that gap when you did it? Now, this gap still stemmed from corporate America. (laughs) So so from being doing business coaching and that was um, I currently was working for the company over 14 years. So Mm -hmm. business coaching was a lot. It was a large portion of my time with the company. Now, then I end up segueing into um, business technical, being a business technical analyst. And the reason was, is because how I explained, I was really traveling outside of my suitcase. I was just living outside of my suitcase, just traveling around. And at the time, my husband was a firefighter. So he could awesomely take off one day and have a whole week off. So when I would travel, he would actually come for the latter part of the stay. But during a couple years into traveling so much, I recall it was one moment I was sitting in Chicago. He wasn't there yet. I was there by myself, maybe for a couple of weeks. And we were FaceTiming each other. And so he was talking to me and I'm talking to him and I'm looking at him. We're just having a conversation and I couldn't really engage all the way because I'm like, where are you? 
He's like, what are you talking about? You know, I'm mid-sentence. We're we're just conversing. And where are you at? I'm in our living room. So that's when it dawned on me that I, I'm doing all the wrong things. I look great on paper. I have a fine, my credit score is 800 and something. I have a home. I have, you know, two dogs. I've been married successfully and it's great on paper, but I was not able to recognize my own living room because I'm never there. So it dawned on me how much I was really missing true, really living. I was not living. I had no time freedom. I was working for someone else and they were binding up my time and taking it from me. So I ended up segueing out of that position into business. And that's how I became a business technical analyst to where it allowed me to start working with mass data, running queries, being very nerdy in a sense, which I like. <laughs> but now in this part of my career, um, still look great on paper. I have a little bit more freedom. I'm home with my husband. I'm starting to enjoy the little things. But I started having more conversations with my coworkers. And just to kind of set the scene for you guys, um, especially if you if you may work in tech now, um, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of outsourcing and there's a lot of um um times where to me I love it because it's so diverse. You you have a little bit of specialties from everywhere, in a sense. And so that's how my department was. Now I was still, you know, very uh unique, especially being a woman in tech at the time. <laughs> So long, you know the feeling, right? Yeah. <laughs> so long story short, I'm talking to my coworkers and they're giving me a, a, a variety of experience because, you know, they're from all over and they're telling me about the trades that they're making in, tra- in the stock market. They're telling me about, you know, how they're investing in all this stock. And to me, it was foreign. I had no clue. And so I technically ran into it with my coworkers. So I started to say, wait a minute. You guys have been doing what? How long have you been doing this? How much money are you making? So from there is where it really just stemmed and I started to blossom and to say, you know what? If this is an avenue that I can master to to actually have time freedom, to take better care of myself and my friends and my family, to have more time to work out, to have more time to help people get to where I want to be, to not only look good on paper, but to actually feel good in the inside, I need to do this. So from that moment, I started seeking out the best coaches. and Dominique Broadway, for example, she's uh, she's still my one on one coach. We we talk all the time. I'm still part of their family. But I started to invest in myself and master the trading game. So from that moment, I hired the best experts in the business um, and started to master how I can invest my way to time freedom and how I can trade my way to time freedom as well. You're talking and I have like these goosebumps on my arm <laughs> as you're getting like fired up talking about this process. How much has this changed your life? Like learning all the things that you've learned, have you attained more of that time freedom that you were looking for? You know, I, I have. And, and and the awesome part is I started off not, it's, it's like something shooting, like you said, it's like bubbling all over, shooting, uh, little shooting, nice pains, but it's all over. It makes you want to tell somebody else. Mm-hmm. So not only was it helping me and it did because for, and I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, I'm able to make what some people can make in three minutes for the whole week. If I, if, mm-hmm. if the market is, is in agreements, I'll say that then there's time. So I have the rest of the day or the rest of the week for that matter, do whatever I want. Um, or, you know, I, I, like other people, maybe you have a medical situation and you have medical bills. Well, I feel more comfortable. It's less stress to know that if I have to go to the hospital for something or if something happens, insurance only pays so much. I don't have to worry about the stress as much as for the financial things. So having that financial stress, um, which is normal for all of us, you know, there's always inf- inflation. There's always things increasing in price. But having that lifted off of me really gave me a lot of time back from mental time that was being stolen that I didn't realize because I don't have to stress out and worry. I can sleep yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. And and for me, and I hope I'm not, I don't sound wrong, guys. I don't really chase money. But and so if I hit my target, I stop for that day or for that week. So that's why I'm just explaining from from a time aspect. You can sometimes hit your your um profit target in a couple minutes and that releases you to do whatever you feel like for the rest of the week 
Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I, I love this. I love hearing you talk about this. This is, I, I think so many entrepreneurs who are listening probably find themselves in the position where they are trading time for money, hours for dollars. And when things happen, such as like when COVID came around and, and uh, entrepreneurs had to shift and really, you know, switch what they were doing or they had a brick and mortar that they had to take online, it was still this idea of like, what do I do if I can't trade hours for dollars? And mm -hmm. this completely just flips the script on how you can make in five minutes or 10 minutes or however many minutes a day, the same amount of money that someone would make in a week working 40 to 60 hours, right? Absolutely. That is incredible. That is incredible. So do you find that a lot of people keep their current positions while working with you to learn all of this and then like supplement their income with their earnings from the stock market or do they very quickly <laughs> do they just bounce from that job like I am done <laughs> bye boss you know <laughs> what, what does it look like to you it's, it's really, really diverse. And um, I'm glad you mentioned entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs, because it's, it's funny. I actually started off with my business coaching to, like I said, after hours, I was teaching them business coaching. A lot of them started telling me, hey, I'm you're doing great teaching me how to start an online business, but keep telling me more about the money. So that's what really made me go forth fledged with, okay, let me restructure who I am, my title. So I recently just came about like within the last year, okay, I'm just only sticking to trading, like you mentioned. And, and because of that, there's a large variety. Some entrepreneurs, um, when they trade, is for business expenses. It's because I want to run this large Facebook ad so I can do this trade real quick and I don't have to worry about dipping into my budget. It's paid for. And they continue to have that stress relief. What if I don't get enough clients? What if, you know, next month is a slow, a slow month because of COVID? What if I can't do my brick and mortar anymore and I have to start from scratch online and it's going to take me a, a little bit to build up capital? So those type of entrepreneurs is great for those that may be still wanting to learn about um, how to invest in trading and they're still working. I say keep working if you can, because it's not a time um, driven task. And I say that because you do not have to be tied down to a computer all day long to trade. You can literally do your trading right before you start your nine to five and be done. Or you can wait till you're done with your nine to five and trade during the Asian market. So you're still flexible on when you want to do that. And I always suggest if you're an entrepreneur, or just someone trying to get into it, um, if you're working and, or if you have your business, keep that paper looking good still. Make sure your money is in order. Make sure you still are trying to build up and pay off debt. And then that would be icing on the cake until you get comfortable financially to where you're like, okay, Mr. Boss Man or Mr. Boss Woman, whichever one, I'm good. I can do my own thing on my own time, my own way. And that's really the key, getting to a point that you can do that and buying back your time. That's so good. I, I don't think that there's anyone listening right now who's like, I couldn't use more money or <laughs> I can't use more time, right? Like those are yeah. time is I think one of the most valuable things that we that we have. And money allows us to, you know, sometimes get more time. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, it's it's really you're right. It's it's kind of sad to say, but the more money you have sometimes the more time you have yeah. yeah yeah but it seems like counterintuitive right like I think that that's what I learned and I wonder if you learned something similarly um, that you have to work hard and you have to hustle hard you al always be marketing always be mm -hmm. something and it's the harder you work is equated with your income and you were seeing that when you first joined um, you know, employment at the agency you were at, like as hard as you were working, you weren't necessarily rewarded for what you were doing. You were overlooked. And I think that that happened so much to women and women of color. And I love what you're doing. And this is so incredible. And, um, I'd love for you to talk about the program that you have coming up because I'm, I'm really interested in <laughs> 
come, come, come. I know, it's, I know. I'm so and you know what? You're you're the first person I think I am going to um <laughs> I am going to say some of the bonuses because how you put it right now, it was like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I have to share this with everyone. So <laughs> I don't want them to be like, wait a minute. But yeah, it's, it's some awesome bonuses. So the program itself is called Trading Makes Simple. And like you said, it's kind of designed to where you learn it on your own time. It's a digital program. So it's a three-month training program that takes you from the beginning to the end. I teach you all about the stock market how the stock market works for us and how what kind of impact it has on our daily life so we can understand. We talk about the financial industry so you can actually be more uh, financial uh, literate in that sense to where this information is not just for you, but it's for your household and their generations to come. Mm -hmm. And so then we start walking through what stock is and what bonds are and what, um, how do you complete a trade? We go into everything. It's like pulling back an onion step by step. And so by the time that you're done with the program, you will be placing your trades and making that money, but you're doing it on your own time. So for an example, if you're like me and when I was a business analyst, I would have deadlines. Maybe the month of September, even though I just enrolled in a three month program is not feasible for me to be able to study like I want. No worries. It's a three month digital program. I still come on weekly. So once a week, I give you the coaching, a group coaching call. You can ask your questions, submit them in advance. We walk through it. I have you pull up all your trading platforms that you're learning and we take it step by step together. Now, the bonuses that I mentioned through the week for those that can make, and if not, everything's always recorded. We have a study hour together. So you're studying with me. And then when you're not studying, we have a day that we do strategy. So I'm still letting you think about and you're over time, over three months, you're in my head. You're understanding how I think when I place trades, what's important, what's not. And so the program is designed for the busy person um, that's already working for the entrepreneur that wants to just be able to make this additional income so they don't have to worry about the stress of how many clients they have to bring in the door. And it's also built for the person that maybe they got furloughed or people in their household don't know they no longer work, but they need an income. And it's all to bring balance because I'm not it's not a good get rich scheme. For meaning that you think that you'll make riches overnight is to help you, your family and those to come understand how to grow long term wealth. And so it's designed that way at your own pace so that you stay stress free and you gain that time back with little time. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this this sounds incredible. I think that you know, one one of the things that comes up for me, because I don't know very much about trading, about the stock market, knowing that this starts at the ground and like works its way up is so helpful. You know, like this is not like you're flying in, it's really high level, you're learning all this stuff, like, but you do go from that very first floor all the way up and learn within three months time how to do this. And I think that when we were doing our um, pre-interview, you were talking about how you actually go live and show people like over your shoulder what it looks like to actually do what you do. Yes. Yes. Yep. Well, what is that like? <laughs> yep. And so that's some of the strategy hours um, that way. And literally, if I'm making money on the trade, whoever's in the program can make money on the exact same trade. Mm -hmm. So you go over my shoulder to see, because I'm a firm believer, we all learn different. So anytime I did business coaching, every individual was completely different in how they took in information and how they process information. So it's almost like an airplane. If I tell you this is an airplane, this is how it looks, and this is how it works, it flies. It flies in the air, take you this, this, you get the concept. So we break down the concept first. But then you might have somebody, okay, I can't understand the concept until you tell me what the engine specifically does. Mm -hmm. Until you tell me where these seats are, you know, located on the airplane and why. So we literally then start going down and breaking everything down. And a lot of the times you're right over my shoulder. I'm showing you what I'm doing and why. So that if it didn't click week one, it might click week two. If it doesn't click week two, you still got week three and four and so on. And the awesome part about it too is that it's designed to, um, let's say you start now, but 
you didn't have time. You were busy. You brought the program. You're like, look, I just, I didn't even crack it open. This is not a course that I want to just sit there. <laughs> you know how we've all brought courses and they're still just sitting there. You still never did. Oh, yeah. New, 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 new. That means, you know, if you didn't make it now, come next month, come the month after. As long as the program is going, I want you to still come. If you get it all and you want to still keep taking my trays, you want my playlist, it doesn't matter if it's today or next year. You can continue to show up and just continue to learn because there's always something to learn. And that's what I like to emphasize too. I learn from the best and they're still my coaches. I still talk to them once a month. On most cases, they still give me new things that happen. I still have to study just the same. And that being said, it's like, this is education that you never graduate from. So since you don't never graduate, we always will have something to learn. And so because I learned from the best and I still found something that was new, you know, that they didn't think of, just imagine what you might think of that you want to keep coming back to try. So it's always an ongoing, it's fun and it's always ongoing education. Yeah. I love that you do that continuing education. I am, obs- I'm obsessed always with, I always need to be learning something and I'm always <laughs> looking at how things are moving ahead. And I know that for so many people in tech, it's like, as soon as you have purchased the new tech, it is <laughs> obsolete because the next thing is coming. And I know that it's got to be the same working in the stock market because yeah. the rules are always changing. Just like, you know, oh, yes. <laughs> Metrics are always changing. So I'm kind of curious because this is the anxious entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, did any anxiety come up for you when you were a beginner and you started looking into trading like your friends did? What were some of your concerns as you kind of started with that? Well, at the time, that's when I was still doing business coaching. So I have a lot of concerns. A lot of concerns. One, my coaches, um, as awesome as they are, um, I didn't I wasn't aware of how I could have started off with less money. So mm-hmm. I blew through a lot of unnecessary money, which caused me a lot more stress <laughs> because it was like, OK, I don't have money to burn here. Um, so so that was one of my concerns, which really made me emphasize the program now to be more of a risk management program. So you're taught how to manage your money and actually do what I call many, um, many. There are many contracts, for example, most coaches, if they're stock market strategists, they'll tell you to start trading with at least a thousand dollars. I'm going to tell you, if you don't have a thousand dollars to use from your business, no, start with one hundred and fifty. <laughs> doesn't make sense to try it with a, with a thousand dollars when you don't have it right now. So, so that was one of the things that really caused me a lot of anxiety that I had to learn on my own. Um, but it did an outcome. It made me a stronger trader. Um, another thing was not having a lot of capital to play around with at the beginning. Um, so that made me try to figure out how I can use other people's capital. And technically what that is called is being a funded trader. So um, I also teach towards the end of the program how anyone can basically take 15 days with certain companies, prove their trading skills and become a funded trader, meaning they will fund you $250,000 or $100,000 to trade with their money. So you're not using your own money. You can't beat that. That's like, you know, somebody hiring you to trade for them. And now there's a catch to it. You know, they keep 20%. And you keep 80. I'm fine with that because I never put up the money. <laughs> but now I've learned so many things, all these things that call, cause me stress at the beginning. And especially with COVID. COVID is one of those things. And guys, try not to make you guys spin around too much. Remember, I'm like a jack of all trade. trade. So when I was doing business and this row, I actually worked for a healthcare company. So I saw all the claims come through the medical claims. And I say that because... COVID is one thing that kind of worked closely with when it comes to the data. So um, with with things of that nature, you don't know if it's going to come back around. You don't know if everything's going to go back on lockdown. You don't know if you're going to get sick or a family member. You have no clue. So because of that, you know, it's best to always stay in balance. Don't overstretch yourself. And I always say money is just a tool. You know, it's not meant to to try to get the most and be greedy. No, I want to teach you how to be a good risk management uh, person, how to actually grow your money over long-term so that it's safe. And at the same time, how you won't have these stresses because you're playing things by 
I call it, you have your game plan. You have your own game plan and you're going by your rules. So it will release and remove it. The same anxieties I start off with, I don't want you guys to have. Yeah, I think that that's so, so important and, and such a a barrier to getting started for so many people, you know, like, what if I do the wrong thing, or I press the wrong button, or I invest in the wrong thing, or I, I follow the wrong tips, you know, and, and these are all really valid. And it sounds yeah. like these are all things that you address in your in your program. So just real quick, um, what website can people go to if they're interested in learning more about your program? It's Visionary Mindset Academy. And all the details is on there. Um, and I still hope with a lot of, I still help with a lot of the uh, business stuff as well. That's the website that, that you guys can grab any um, detail. Now, I will warn you, the founding member price will change in a couple of days. I think it's actually tomorrow. I'm not sure, but it's going to, the price will increase. So you, if you like what you see and you're interested, jump on it, do your research first, look at other programs. Um, and I think we talked about this off script, but it's amazing. I'm really trying to make sure that the communities, like you mentioned, that don't have the right resources, um, the communities that are not taught like how I was when I was growing up about investing and trading. I want you in the program. So the funding uh, founding member price is not going to last forever. It's just for a couple more days. That's because I want you in there. But if you go and research, just taking a stock market course by itself is like $5,000. If you want to learn option trading by itself is $5,000 to $7,000. If you want to even try to learn futures, then that's like $10,000. So all that add up, this program is one price. I'm putting all of that into one program so that you are, it's not about us individually. It's about our immediate families to share and to pass it to the community. So that's really, really, I want to make sure everybody stick hard to, we got to pass on the information to help each other. It is so important. And, and once we learn, yeah, we can teach children, friends, grandparents, like you said, people who need to supplement their income. They can learn from us as a trusted, um, you know, Mm-hmm. person who's who's done done the stuff and they're not just like the armchair expert like oh i heard that <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, absolutely right i think that that's where a lot of bad meals <laughs> come from it's like uncle eddie and <laughs> his suggestions and everybody's writing it down and trying to submit the trade you're like that's not how any of this works that's not how it works <laughs> but I think that that's, you know, it's confusing. I mean, like, what do we see, right? When we th- think about like the stock market, like the wolf of Wall Street, you know, like yeah. I think about all these movies and the people represented in these movies, they may not be representative of us. And so where do Absolutely. we learn from and how can we approach this in a way that is not as cutthroat as we see on television mm-hmm. and is not as big money as we see on television and just a good, safe place where we can mitigate as much risk as possible and learn, like you said, how to play by your own rule book, which mm-hmm. is amazing. But I'm kind of curious. I want to know more about you, and I bet that everybody listening wants to know more about you, too. So you are getting all this time back. <laughs> What do you do with your time? You live down in Florida. What do you do for fun? Well, you know what? Right now I have two critters right next to me. You guys can't see. So <laughs> I am a pet parent. So a lot of my time, actually, believe it or not, that's probably pretty sad to you guys. But I enjoy walks with my dogs, playing with my dogs and my husband. <laughs> I should include him, right? <laughs> I like Just that kidding. you last. <laughs> But but I do try to spend more time with him. Um, but I um because of COVID, I know it's kind of like coming off a little bit, but um in my area, it's not a lot of people out. So being outdoors is great to me. I try to do anything I can outdoors and, and not as stuck in the house. Um, and not too long ago, I actually had surgery. I actually had two surgeries and probably have a third one soon. So I was homebound for so long and it was just driving me insane. So when I get a chance, I go out. But but and that's the awesome thing about trading and doing investing. 
You know, I don't have to worry about, am I going to lose my job because I have to take off longer? None of that anymore, but those were worries. So, so that's what I really do. Just outdoors, trying to um, find things that hiking, for example, guys, bike riding, if I can, um, I am a swimmer, but I have not been in a pool in a very long time, but in the beach, I'm a beach bum too. Yeah. It's been hard with COVID. You know, so many Mm -hmm. of the local pools have been closed, but I'm glad that you're so close to the beach. You said that you're down near, is it Clearwater? Is that Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. What a beautiful area. Um, Yeah. what What are your plans for the rest of the summer? Do you have anything that you're looking forward to? I'm hoping to get some beach days still in, but for now, when I do go to the beach, our beaches, they stay packed. (laughs) So I usually go early morning or in the evening when it's not that bad. And for our area, um, coast guys are a little bit different. So I know on the East Coast where you have like um, uh, St. Augustine, for example, beach. They're amazing for the sunrise. So a lot of people go early in the morning to see the sunrise. Here it's okay, <laughs> but it's really the sunset. And I yeah. think it's because we're the opposite coast. So I am a beach bum. If I can get to the beach anytime, then that's what I'll do. And we're, we're, we're fairly close. We're probably about seven miles from the beach. So everything that's pretty much around, um, I just love being out with the creation. It's just amazing to be outside, walk, hike, anything outdoors in the beach. Yeah. I envy the beautiful weather that you have year round in Seattle. We, uh, we see darkness, <laughs> rain for a lot of the year. We get it here too a lot. And actually, um, I was doing a webinar today and I had a lightning storm. So I had so many technical difficulties because oh, no. so we get washed out all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, you know, something that I remember from going to Orlando as a kid. We would go down to like Disney World for family vacation, you know, pack the car, drive down from Chicago to, to go to Florida. And I remember just like every day, like clockwork at like 3 p.m. or something, it would just. It would just rain <laughs> and then it would like dry up, clear up. <laughs> but it's hot. Yeah. Very, very humid for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, see, I'm I, a little envy with that because I Chicago guys is one. When you say, what do you do? I will. I can't wait to get back to traveling a lot. Yeah. Chicago is one of my favorite places to visit. I, I love it. I love going back home to see family in Chicago and um yeah, I do. I miss the food. There's nothing like it here oh. in Seattle. <laughs> um, <sighs> now we, I'm getting now, hungry. Oh, I know, right? Now I'm hungry. So you were talking about how when you were traveling before, you know, you were traveling like on someone else's dime mm-hmm. to be able to go and, and work for them. And so you were in like conference rooms, setting up stuff, making sure that everyone was taken care of. And then even in your off time, you were like, doing coffee and dinners with these people, you know, like rubbing elbows. Where where are you hoping to go and explore for you now that you have more of this like time freedom? I actually would love to do more international traveling. Um, I spent um, about nine months in Japan. Um, I actually did an internship in college and uh, that's my second language is Japanese. So Afterwards, it was just such an amazing experience. Um, My goodness, just the simplicity, uh, the way of life, everything is just incredible. So I would love to take some time to spend a couple months um, in Japan and then maybe a couple months in a couple of other countries and just travel. Um, So that's probably what. And then that way, like you said, I'm enjoying it. I'm not working for someone. All my time is not taken up, but I can literally just stay as long as I want and come back whenever I'm ready. That sounds fantastic. I would also love to be able to travel to Japan. I'd love to be able to go to Tokyo. Um, Have you been much to Europe? Is that anything that might interest you or any other countries to visit? I have not, but my sister-in-law, she is very, very fond of, um, of Paris. So she actually, she's an accountant and she, um, she, she started her entrepreneurship years ago. So what she does is she takes on her own clients. Um, and actually her name is the same as Christina Johnson. (laughs) Go figure, right? Yeah. (laughs) But she takes on her own clients and probably, I think, Three months out of the year, she she Airbnb's it. 
she just finds somewhere that she wants to live and she just stays there and live. And so she's been thinking about staying at least six months when COVID um, maybe let up. So I'm trying to talk my husband into doing the same. So that's on my list, maybe Paris to try to do for a couple months um, or longer as well. Um, And I would love, oh my goodness, London, London. I would love to try that too. So I have a lot of places, guys. Um, my two favorite cities in the U.S. was New uh, Manhattan and sh- Chicago. And so, like, if you think of anything around the world that's similar, that's why I'm just so attractive to it. Um, I love city life. I love, uh, you know, just the smell of food everywhere and diff- different moms and pops and the, uh, just, oh, my goodness. There's like, a, there's like a hustle and bustle about a big city and the ones that you named, they're like, you know, cities that don't sleep. There's yeah. always something to be doing. There's always something going on. And it really feels different than where I live now, which is also, you know, a bigger metropolitan area. But um, it doesn't feel like the city's got as loud a heartbeat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Exactly. And you mentioned something earlier, like when it comes to being women, we're minority. and when I was in Chicago and New York, I never felt like that. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing, and that was one thing that kind of stuck out. It, it, it just stayed there in my head. You would see women with the best dress, you know, business gear on, but they're, they're rocking their Nikes as they run for the train. You know, it was so unique and just the originality. Everybody was individuals. Whereas here in Florida, you see a lot of uh, like the same trends, you know, because it's more... Um, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but there's more. It's not as much diversity whereas Chicago and New York. People are just so okay with being yourself. And that women, I feel like, run the city. <laughs> so it's an awesome sight to see. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm I'm hearing from you and the things that you're talking about that it sounds like you're the things that are most important to you are your like um principal values are like freedom, mm-hmm. travel family and uh individuality yeah absolutely yeah yeah and and that's what makes things so enjoyable you know like like us talking we we i remember when i first met you i could not stop talking to you You probably like this girl she just talks so much but it's because (laughs) and you know it was true (laughs) but we we just ran off with it but I love people. I love their uniqueness. You know, that's just, it's just such an awesome thing. That's what makes you want to wake up the next day. Um, You have all these different relationships that mean something. And it's just not, uh, and I I guess I have to go back to the corporate America. Sometimes things could be more um, just pillow, fluff talk. It's nothing there. You know, people kind of look at you and they smile, but there's really nothing there. But when you really genuinely care about people and they care back, and you're really able to see who they are for them, then, I mean, it's like the best feeling. Yeah, I love that. When you just get to kind of the bare bones of who you are as a person, and you can let people see that and get to know that, and you also get to know that in others, those are my favorite kinds of relationships. Mm -hmm. To tell you the truth, like a small talk at networking events is my worst nightmare <laughs> really mm, how's the wet oh it's been good it's good <laughs> that is those are the cookie favorite. cutter answers yeah oh my least favorite thing my least favorite how's thing. the weather and everything is a lie like oh how are you sally oh good it's so great <laughs> things are wonderful no no sally things suck okay <laughs> you've been outside you know what's going on have you watched the six o'clock news? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's why I immediately liked you because I was <laughs> like, you are very real and not afraid to just get like right into what you're thinking and like get right down to business and, and be really realistic about it. And I, I just appreciate you so much. And Thank hearing you. you talk even more today about your your background and, and what you came out of, you know, like 
hearing all the no's, hearing all the no's, and then figuring out how to get the yeses, and then figuring out how to benefit other people, and also to take what you learned and create an amazing program to help educate others without running up that $50,000, you know, still <laughs> trying to learn what you've learned. Um, it's just in- incredible giving back to the community that way and helping to empower people. Thank you. I, absolutely. It's, it's wonderful. And also you have such a great personality and it's just really fun to talk to you. Um, I wanted to ask you, are there any times in life now that you experience any sort of anxiety? And if and when you do, what's something that you do that helps you to feel a little bit better? Hmm. I definitely can say yes to that. Um, anxiety is probably something I think that as long as we know how to cope with, we're fine. Um, and for me, uh, sometimes is I'm from originally from Ohio, guys. So there's our there's times that I literally still get homesick. As sad as, sad as that is, I, I've lived here in Florida for like 13 years, and we actually moved back not too long ago. And I could not take the winters, so we moved back to Florida. <laughs> but homesickness, you know, being around those that mean the most to me. Um, that sometimes causes me some anxieties and the best thing to do to get rid of it. Um, I try to FaceTime them a lot and, you know, make sure I stay in conversation because you just never know, you know, not to sound like a doom or gloom or anything, but what if, you know, someone you love getting a car accident, I want to make sure I, I always had that bridge of communication open. So I try to do those type of things to relieve that, that anxiety as well as work out. Now I have not Guys, I have not done as good as I know I should, but working out and eating a good habit or eating a good diet, I should say, is really um, a good stress reliever. Um, But I used to be a gym rat. I used to go swimming all the time, but with COVID, it really changed some things. So I have struggled a little bit to get on a good pattern for that. But that is another way that I usually would um, help with anxieties. And if I can get back into it, I know it would still help. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know me, you know that like movement is my number one method to help relieve anxiety. And um, no matter what you're doing, like I'm going to take up roller skating again here soon. That's a fantastic way to get outside or tennis or pickleball or swimming or, you know, whatever, you know, it's helpful to you to move your body. You know, if you like it, do it. That's that's yeah. Yeah, it can really help, you know, just burning off some of the extra energy that we have. Some of that anxiety can help us sleep better and do all sorts of things. That's what I'm all about. Is there anything that you suggest? Oh, anything that I suggest? You know, everybody's got totally different um, philosophies around, I think, how to manage their anxiety. And, you know, um, I was talking to the guest from last week and he suggested that he just gets up and like breaks the cycle by walking away from it, goes for a walk Mm -hmm. outside, gets out in nature. And I think that that's fantastic. Some people have suggested that they meditate or use apps like calm or talk Mm. space or, you know, to kind of get into meditation. Um, other people like to move their bodies. And I think anything that we do that feels fun to us, like for one, (laughs) just like, you know, breaking the cycle by having a little bit of fun and getting your mind on something else, but also just burning off a little bit of extra energy, you know, Mm -hmm. it's because I feel like anxiety is extra energy in the body that doesn't know where to go. And I like that. end up with us overthinking something or not being able to sleep. And I don't know about you, but when I hit the bed at night and I'm like, my mind is tired because I worked hard on things all day and my body is equally tired because I moved it in ways Mm -hmm. that were fun and enjoyable to me. That is when I get the best sleep. And that's when I set myself up best for success the next day in terms of keeping my anxiety low. The the reverse is also the same. If I do not (laughs) move (laughs) and if I do not use my... Oh, it's going to tell you. It's going to tell me. It's going to tell me for sure. And I have a very good friend who has this really sage advice. And she said, never listen to your brain if you have any less than like six hours of sleep. It's going to lie to you. 
it's gonna play. <laughs> and isn't it true? So setting ourselves up for the best sleep that we can get, the best movements, the best, you know, the best things that we can do for our mind. And I think mm-hmm. that's different for everyone. And that's what this podcast is about, right? Helping everyone try to find their way. And mm-hmm. also, you know, sometimes we can channel that nervous energy or anxiety or what whatever we might experience into the work that we do. Right. Like um, as you're thinking through the program that you've created for people, it sounds like you've done a lot to try to use your experience of anxiety to try to mitigate other people's experience of anxiety through that program. You know, you've like used it as a power to create change and good for other people who may experience the same thing. So that's I love that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're so right. And as you as you're saying that, um, I do have to stop and think one thing that I'll probably do as a habit, and I wouldn't call it a workout, guys. I'm still gonna have to work on that. But I do before I trade. Um, it's so let me just kind of paint the morning. Once my husband goes off to work, the first thing I say to Alexa, I just don't want her to hear me now, you know how they still play, <laughs> is play Beyonce radio. And I do, I jam out. So you're right, you know, but it does set me in the right move. I, I jam out the whole morning. I set up my computer and I, I get ready to go to town. But because I'm already, I didn't even think about that. I'm already, you know, moving and that that nervous energy or anything that I could be stressed about is really out the door because now I'm focused. I did something that kind of got me moving and engaged. So, yeah, I love that. That is true. I'm secretly hoping that everyone's Alexa is now playing Beyonce radio. <laughs> Shouldn't have did the pause in between. <laughs> Alexa, play Beyonce radio. I love it. Who couldn't use a little more Beyonce radio in their day? <laughs> Absolutely. Spe- speaking of music, speaking of all these great things, I have some rapid fire questions to ask you before mm-hmm. we end for the day. Um, so let's say that something super, super, super tough just happened. You're feeling super anxious. Maybe it's around your business or your personal life. What is the very first thing that you do before moving forward? What what could help you in this moment right now? Honestly, if I have, I usually keep a pen and piece of paper right next to me and I'm a journaler. I have to write it out. I have to write out and see what's going on, what's my blocks in order for me to remove them. Awesome. That's amazing. Such good, 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 good advice. Let me show you guys. So sad. But literally, you got a, a pen and paper and some tiny pink sticky notes. I keep this because the blocks come up. They do. And when they do, that's the only way I can get past them. I have to write it out, look, logically think of the right steps before moving forward. Yes. Absolutely. One of my best friends does the same thing. She's got piles and piles of journals with lists. <laughs> She keeps them proudly. Like, this is what I accomplished. This is good. This is what I accomplished. All right. So what is your favorite music to listen to? It could be a favorite song, a favorite artist, maybe Beyonce Radio. Um, but what kind of brings you peace or gets you fired up? Like, if if you were to put something on right now that was your favorite, what would you put on? Guys, this is probably sad, but I love old school, old school music. And I'm talking about, like... Uh, Sam Cook. <laughs> so, so I go way back. I love the old. So I, I maybe it was because, you know, your parents always put on music when they were cleaning. But that's still me. I'm so old soul at heart. So if it's Sam Cook, um, Luther. Uh, <laughs> I love Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> A lot of my time is spent listening to the old school music that yes, yes. and it brings up a feeling of I don't know, nostalgia or something. Yes. Or, or when I was younger. Yeah, I love it. It's very, very comforting. I love that. And it stays you did. You know, yeah. you don't have to worry about censoring or any of that is and it has a message. Like all the old school songs to me, they were talking about something. You know, they had a whole, some of the guys, if you haven't listened to old school, listen, I'm telling you, some some of the songs go 13 minutes. They had something to talk about. Yes. One song <laughs> for 13 minutes. And you can't get that now. You'd be good if you get three minutes out of a song. So <laughs> that is very true. 
I'm making playlists all the time for all the different classes I teach. Current music, you're right, I have to um, put like 20 songs on in order to fill an hour's time. And if I dip back into the way back, you know, <laughs> I get some of the old school five. music. Yeah, right? Five or ten. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, next up, what is your favorite movie to watch? Maybe one that inspires or motivates or just makes you feel, you know, comfortable. You know, I have a couple of them, um, which is probably pretty sad, but Forrest Gump is at the top because nice. um, I think it's, it's a classic and it's really unique. But I, that's something that I can watch all the time. Um, and, it, you know, I just love the storyline. And then I still cannot go wrong and my husband will laugh if he hears this, but Rush Hour. Rush Hour, I can literally play every single night and crack up like it's my first time watching it. It's so funny. So <laughs> funny. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to have something good to, to put on. Uh, okay. So what's your favorite line? Do you have a favorite line from Forrest Gump? Jake Anderson, who was on the last episode, he said Forrest Gump too and asked him, what's, what's your favorite line? Because you know when you have favorite movies, you have like a favorite. Yeah. And I don't know if it's mine's or if it's everybody's, but you know, run for us, run is the, and then the life is like a box of chocolates. Yes. You know, there's like so many classics in that movie. Yes, absolutely. And I can't tell my husband's secret, but he was actually thinking about making a new one. Like, wouldn't it be neat if we made a new one, but it's, um, it's for a son. And then, so I'm obsessed with it. Like I can't go wrong with the movie. <laughs> And that would be the coolest thing ever to have, like, what happens next, right? Exactly. Yeah. From the eyes of a son. If yeah. anybody takes that, it's a trademark, guys. Copyright it for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Heard it here first. We'll talk exactly. about that. We got the receipts. Absolutely. All right. So if you could have any food in front of you right now from any place in the world, mm. what meal would be your, your all-time favorite mm. meal? That is a tough one because I love all food. Oh my goodness, I love food. Now sushi's at the top. Um, I have it's something down here. It's called Tampa sushi, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like um, if I can describe it. It's kind of like oh, if you guys ever had salmon, like maybe a California roll with salmon on top. But what they do, they flour it up and they deep fry it. Whoa. So it's like a tempura sort of roll. Like oh my goodness, yes. Whoa. <laughs> yes. And so it's so crispy going around on the outside. I love it. Oh, that sounds so delicious. I think if I could have anything, I would love just a variety of sushi, but that would have to be on my plate. Absolutely. That sounds good. <laughs> now now you made me hungry. <laughs> I might have to send you a screenshot of a couple of them in our in our area. Shout out to yeah. Origami uh, Sushi here. They make the best. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. It's always good to know where the good sushi places are. Mm -hmm. Being so close to the water, I'm sure you've got a bunch of them down there in Florida. All right. Last question of the day. If you could go back to yourself, go in a time machine. 10 years back and tell yourself some important information, mm. what would you tell yourself? This one is going to be for all the entrepreneurs. Hopefully you guys have not made this mistake. If so, you will learn from it. Um, if I could go back, I would sit down with my entrepreneur self and uh, take the time to invest in a business coach from the beginning because even though I was a business coach, I made so many working mistakes and had to learn from them to make me a better coach. Um, for example, uh, just setting up my LLC was easy, but I had no idea about, you know, making sure right away before I make one transaction to have my business account. So I missed a lot of business credit that could have been going towards the business because I was putting it underneath my social. So I would definitely go back to myself and start with business one-on-one -on -one and make sure I have somebody giving me that solid foundation instead of having to learn all the hard mistakes that I did to get to the point of where I were. That is such good advice. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you, Christina. It has been such a pleasure and an honor to be able to talk to you today. Thank you so much for sharing about your business and your upcoming program and ways to get involved as a founder. Thanks also for sharing about your personal life. I know that it's hard to come to come on to like a show and talk to people about who you really are. Because that sounds so boring to me. So thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not boring at all. Not boring at all. And I just um, so appreciate your time. Thank you for taking the time to come and talk to us a, a bit about trading and about getting started and about what it's been like to you know, face those anxieties, overcome, and now create these programs for other people to help empower them. It's just such a great program, and I'm looking forward to seeing you succeed in it. Um, Thank you so much again for being here. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you again. And to all your listeners, you guys are awesome. And thank you for doing what you're doing and keep it. Keep going. Thank you so much. A huge thanks again to Christina Johnson for being here today. I'm so excited that I had the opportunity to talk to her. If you have any additional questions or you want to get in touch with Christina, you can go to visionarymindsetacademy.com or shoot her an email at info at christinathecoach.com. Thanks so much for listening today. It was great to have you all here. A big thanks also to Brad Parsons of Train Sound Studios for editing this episode and also to Camille Bloom for the beautiful original music. I hope that you all go into the world today with strength, bravery, and kindness. And we'll be back next week with another episode.